everyone. Welcome back to Hypnotic Awareness Podcast. I'm Allie May. I'm Quessy. And I'm Ashley. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the law of correspondence. It exists in our subconscious mind, and it states that our experience in the world correlates to the dominant subconscious thought that is active. Yeah, so piggybacking off of that, so really what the law of correspondence is, is everything is a reflection of ourselves. Everything that we see in reality is from our own perspectives. Um, So for example, if your life is chaotic or fearful, it's because there's chaos within you, or versus if your life is peaceful and calm, it is because there's peace within you. Really, the law of correspondence talks about our outside reality directly corresponds with our inside reality. So by looking, by looking outside, we can see what's actually really happening on the inside. Yes. And another, and another way of saying that is simply just saying, you know, whatever lies within our subconscious eventually comes to fruition in the world around us, our reality. Yeah, and it's just such an interesting phenomenon. And this law really states that like, by directly looking on what is happening on the outside, who who we are around, the situations that um, come up in our lives or everything happens. Basically the law is saying that everything happens for a reason. And unfortunately, sometimes this is because of us. So our life, is basically a product of all of our beliefs and our beliefs are acquired by people who we're around, our parents, teachers, authority figures, et cetera. Um, Some of these beliefs um, are also self-imposed beliefs. So it's beliefs that we accepted a long time ago as being true when really it's not really true. And think about too, um, you know, if you have like five different people experience an event how many different stories are you going to get from that event you're going to get five different stories because it's all based on our own separate perceptions so no two people's perceptions are ever going to be the same thing because there's so many different belief patterns that have been established from a very young age that are unique to each person and I just wanted to talk about some of the, some of the, um, you know, like family characteristical traits that are projected onto us sometimes, you know, like um, obesity that runs in the family, quote unquote. If you're being told your whole life from a young age, like, oh, you know, all of us, it big bones runs in the family. So when you get older, you're going to have big bones too. Having that in your subconscious and believing that, that becomes a belief. So that obviously is going to become your reality because that's what you were taught. Yeah. And you know what? Just thinking of that, Kwesi, um, it's like the child growing up playing around parents and the parents say to the child, kids are supposed to be seen, not heard. So people then have this belief that, you know, they're supposed to be seen and not heard. 
therefore the child may not establish a a healthy relationship with the parent because they were always told to be quiet. They're only supposed to be seen. Um, so I think we should just go ahead and dive into what the three mechanisms of the law of correspondence. The first is projection. And we kind of just talked about that a little, like the parent saying, you know, big bones run in the family. So you're going to have big bones. That is just someone else projecting their insecurity on you. And then as a child, since our critical factors has not been um, developed, so anything under the age of seven years old, we kind of automatically accept beliefs. You're like a sponge at that age. Yeah. And that can be beliefs about ourselves, which is, you know, could be negative or positive, and it can be beliefs about the world around us and other people and the way that the world operates, the way that emotions operate, if emotions are acceptable or not acceptable. Mm -hmm. So projection is basically like a movie. So our subconscious mind projects the past onto our present day. So we project onto others our own thoughts, beliefs, and shortcomings. So for example, a person who's easily able to identify people who are lazy, um, it might be because something might be going on inside of you why you are so easily able to identify why people are so lazy. Yeah, if you see laziness in other people and that's serving as like a trigger for you on a consistent basis, Maybe you should look inside and see if there's a part of you that isn't happy with some aspects of your own self where you're lazy. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that we can identify our triggers? Um, I would say it's when we have really high emotional responses to certain things. This could be someone who, like, for example, I have a friend who is always able to identify people that are a little bit overweight. So this friend constantly projects that, you know, saying, oh, look at this person, look at that person. Um, and what I have come to realize is that what people reflect out is only something that is happening on the inside. Mm -hmm. That person is probably thinking the same about themselves like oh you know they're um when i go out in public everybody's gonna notice that i'm yeah two pounds heavier right I, I look a little fluffy today so it's almost like if you really pay attention to what people say and what they notice you can really figure out what someone's insecurity is or um yeah Perception creates projection. That's a big one that the academy, like, you know, just drilled into us a lot. Perception creates projection. So our perception of what's going on and even of ourselves, what's going on on a subconscious level, even, that's what we start then projecting onto others. Absolutely. So why do we project? We project sometimes because we kind of just want to protect our own ego. And um, we'll talk a little bit later, maybe in another episode about the ego, but 
really what the ego is, is a false self created by our unconscious um, identifications with the mind. So our ego is this, um, this false self that we kind of create. Um, and then also we protect or we project because it's just our defense mechanism. It's how we, it's how we protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, when we project our insecurities on other people, it's just how we protect, protect ourselves. I mean, we know ourselves the best, right? I don't know anyone better than I know Allie, right? And so it's just kind of the way that we're wired. But once we understand that this per our perceptions are creating projections, we can start to change the way that we project onto others. We can catch ourselves in the act and we can start turning a lot of like negative self-thoughts and images into positive ones. And then we just have a better perception of the world around us. Yes. It's so basically your projections are all about understanding your emotions um, and knowing how to channel those emotions in the most positive way that's going to benefit you. Mm -hmm. And benefit the people around you, man. People are going to notice when you start changing your own you know, thoughts about yourself and your perceptions of the people around you, they're going to, they're going to, it's just going to like change your face. It's going to, your face is going to be brighter. Your eyes are going to be clearer. People are going to notice this positive change. And, you know, it might even really be infectious. This, this stuff can really make the world a better place. Absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah. what, that's what the law of correspondence is all about is getting back from the universe, from the world around you, from your reality, what you are putting out into it. So whatever you're putting out there, you better believe it's going to come back to you. Call it karma, call it law of correspondence, call it whatever you want to call it. So that's actually a really good segue into the second component of the law of correspondence, which is attraction. And that basically states that we attract what we are. So an example of this, just thinking to yourself, not even consciously, but subconsciously having these limiting beliefs, unfortunately, that were programmed at a young age, like I'm not worthy of love, you're going to attract a partner that doesn't give you the love because you don't feel like you deserve it in the first place. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, beautifully said, Allie. And um, not only do we attract um, people who are like us, but we also attract the places, the things, and the events that occur to us. So we talk about things happening and it being sometimes it feels like it's a coincidence. This kind of just basically says that nothing is really a coincidence. Like we are even the bad. And it's that's that's the hardest part to really accept is the fact that how is it that we are attracting negative things to us? Like for example, um, if you experience an accident or something, um, I know the question may be, how did I bring this about? How, how, how was I the one who um, attracted this accident or this bad circumstance? Why do um, bad things always happen to me? Right, exactly. We hear that all the time. Why do bad things always happen to me? This law states that we are attracted to whatever whatever's going on on, on the inside is going to directly reflect on the outside, good and bad. 
if yeah, if you keep thinking bad things, only bad things happen to me, only bad things happen to me, only bad things are going to happen to you. That's that's how your reality responds to you. That's how the universe responds to you. Yeah, that's why words are so important. That's why we always say every time we say some every time we say something bad about ourselves, what do we say, girls? Cancel, cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. And I know we're definitely going to talk about that later in probably another episode where we're going to discuss how you can combat negative thoughts and how you can kind of take control of what you're putting out into the universe, including your words. Absolutely. Well, it does. That's where it starts with. It starts, it starts with catching your thought. You want to catch your, catch yourself in a negative thought and cancel, cancel it act like you're swiping it away in your mind. Um, Anything to do to reverse that negative thought and then change it into a positive one. Yeah, that is such an important aspect of it. It's not just saying cancel, cancel. I caught myself, okay, I did my work. No, you actually have to take it a step further and really start telling yourself some positivity, some positive affirmations to start to change those negative thought patterns because you're gonna do that consciously so much that after enough repetition subconsciously you're gonna do it and then you're just going to naturally flow to just thinking those positive things and you won't have to catch yourself as much yeah right and when you say something positive you don't in the moment you don't even have to believe it eventually you will with repetition like Ali said eventually you'll begin begin to believe it it's all about taking control of your programming and this is a way to do so Mm -hmm. so our subconscious minds they do not they cannot differentiate between fact and fantasy truth or lies so if you start telling yourself things that maybe consciously you don't 100% believe, that's okay because subconsciously you're going to be receptive to taking in that information, especially in a state of hypnosis to be able to get past the inner chatterbox that's located in your conscious mind. Get past that in a state of hypnosis. Tell yourself these, these positive affirmations that again, you don't really necessarily believe about yourself yet but just keep doing that in a state of hypnosis and you're really, your subconscious mind is just going to accept it as information. And before you know it, those limiting beliefs are going to be turned around. Absolutely. So um, ladies, why don't we give like a, a very brief example of how people can do that? So one I'll use Ashley's, you know, she said, um, why do bad things always happen to me? Why do bad things always happen to me? Cancel, cancel. Good things happen to me continuously and easily. Nice. Another good one. Um, I give myself permission to accept positivity into my life. Perfect. Uh, Another one would be in terms of self-image. If you look at yourself and you say, hey, I'm feeling kind of ugly today. I'm not feeling my best. Cancel, cancel, and replace it with a positive suggestion. And one of those suggestions could be like, I accept myself as I am. I love myself. Yes, I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. 
So let's talk about the third mechanism of the law of correspondence, which is also kind of a unique phenomenon and it's called transfiguration. And that is when the strongest subconscious thought of one person is then pipelined into another. So then the person starts acting it out. So for example, you may look at someone and have a perspective about them and then you project that perception of them onto them and then strangely enough they begin to start acting it out you start to see those things that you may be expecting from somebody and i think yeah you know that could be a positive or a negative course like i know that we're talking a lot about like negativity and stuff like that but that's just because that's so much of the work that we've done on each other through hypnosis and through discovering these ways of thinking and the law of correspondence. So just keep in mind that when you have expectations, you might end up disappointing yourself because you're transfiguring, like Ashley said, you're transfiguring those expectations and projections onto somebody else. They start yeah. acting, you start seeing them act in those ways that you expected them to. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, it could be positive or negative. And we see this a lot um, in relationships, but even in the work setting, um, a boss could be transfiguring, you know, their thoughts onto you. Like, for example, it could be positive and it could be negative. So uh, more on a positive note, this boss can recognize really good qualities in you. Like you're always on time, you're a leader, and you may not feel like that. But now that your boss has projected that onto you, you just begin to be demonstrate leadership skills. You show up early and you're wondering like, oh, okay, my boss is seeing something in me that I don't see in myself. So transfiguration can also be a good thing. Yes, yes. Can you imagine the world if we did transfigure positivity onto each other on a daily basis? Yes. Man. Therapists would be out of business. Man, <laughs> wouldn't they? But this is especially true for children, guys. Like, you know, as a mom of four kids, I know firsthand that whatever you are feeding your child um, verbally on a daily basis is going to stick with them, whether that's negative or positive. If you're constantly telling your kid, you're doing a good job, you're smart, you're beautiful, you're amazing. They are gonna go to school, they're gonna go out in the world and feel all of those things and become those things. Yeah. But if you're constantly telling your kids, um, you're not doing this right, you, you need to catch up, um, you know, anything negative, that's also gonna stick with them and then they're gonna go out into the world and project that which they think they are. So especially if you're a parent, be very careful about the words that you're projecting onto your child, especially if they're insecurities of yours, you know, check and, that, check that stuff at the door. And not allowing your kids to express their emotions as kids is just gonna be so detrimental to their development. And that's where you see a lot of addictions and stuff like that, and just negativity in adults 
surfacing because they have repressed all of these emotions and they learn that maybe when they expressed anger as a child that that's bad and so now you see um, a lot of negative patterns forming because of repressing those emotions. So mamas, papas, let your kids express their emotions and talk them through it and ask them what the emotions need to feel better rather than just saying like, no, that's bad, go to your room. Absolutely. And also think about your inner child and think about what you went through as a child and how that translates today as an adult and how you can heal that. You know, that's that's part of your shadow work, right, Ashley? What is, right? What is shadow work? Yeah, so the shadow, we all have, so there's something that us humans, we all have in common. We have a good side and we all have something called the shadow, which is our side that we're not so proud about. Um, it could be, anything negative about ourselves or how we view ourselves that if we were to tell anyone or if we were to really live out that side of us that we would probably be rejected from society so the shadow needs to be expressed though and I'm sure later on we'll discuss more and get into what the shadow is and how to work on it but for now the shadow is that side of us that we are proud of Mm -hmm. but the laws of human nature says that, you know, the shadow needs to be expressed and it will be expressed. And it's how, how we go about expressing it so that we can be in alignment with who we really are, because we are good and bad. We are yin and yang. Um, the shadow was really formed around repressed emotions that we have not really found a good and positive way to release them. And through shadow work, we can actually really find ways to channel this negative energy or what we may deem inappropriate to society. Uh, Find a way to really channel that energy into something positive. Yes. Um, We experience cognitive dissonance when our inner world contradicts with our outer world. Mm -hmm. And this causes us suffering. So And what suffering means would be like, if we experience an emotional um, discomfort or we experience any emotions that aren't really seen as positive emotions, that happens because we're not really in alignment with who our true selves are. And like I said, going back to the shadow, we are both good and bad. We both have good energy and we we also have bad energy. And it's all about combining both energies into one to be a complete whole. Balance. Balance. Creating harmony. Yes. So um, what are, just briefly guys, what are some ways that we can work on um, using the law of correspondence to our advantage, doing shadow work to our advantage? Um, One way I always suggest is of course, journaling and hypnotherapy. You know, all three of us are certified medical support clinical hypnotherapists. You can contact any one of us. We'd be more than happy to help. Our links are below. You could check our YouTube page out. And what are some other ways that they can, that our listeners can work on these things? 
I want to take journaling just a little step further, Kwesi. For me, what's really helped is journaling about maybe um, a specific trigger that I noticed that I've been experiencing, something that I'm triggered by really bothering me and other people. And so I write that down and then I like look inward and I really just start to journal about how I see those traits in myself. And then I realized, yes, this is just me projecting my own insecurities out onto others. And then another step further is journaling how I can, you know, just write some positive affirmations around accepting myself and like being in control of my emotions to be able to maybe dial down the example earlier, laziness and dial up the productivity. Yes, I love that. Like, it's all about understanding Yeah, it's also one thing that I would do is kind of take a step back and understand your connection within the world around you. So how are you showing up for yourself in the universe? Um, What are your thoughts look like? Who are we we attracting to us? What situations easily come come to us? And kind of just recognizing and becoming aware of what is going on in our world and how we can take steps in order to get to the life that we want to live. Um, Yes. And visualizing that, right? Doing some imagery, really letting some positive imagery play out as mental movies in your mind and getting in touch with all of the good feelings that come from visualizing that, you know, it can be just as effective to imagine yourself making the free throws every time than it is to go out and practice free throws for a half hour. Absolutely. That's, you know what, Ali, that's a really good point because imagery is the language of the subconscious mind. And it's one of the fastest ways to make something a reality. So when you're imagining something and you're in touch with those feelings that it brings, it's going to happen that much faster. If you close your eyes and you imagine biting into a lemon, really imagine you can actually feel the sensations on your tongue and oh. you know, my jaw I feel it in my yeah. jaw I actually got the <laughs> shiver you guys had your eyes closed but I actually got a shiver on my back <laughs> so that's kind of like how powerful full imagery is like just having an image of a lemon in your head can trigger all these different sensations where your mind goes your energy flows there's mm-hmm. so much to the thoughts that you let in, the thoughts that you let in is the energy that you put out. Yes, protect your thoughts, protect your energy. That's right. Yeah, and we're just, we really just wanna advocate for people actually reclaiming their power, um, getting control of your mind, really figuring out what are these limiting beliefs that I have, why? Why is my life not the way that I want it to be? So we are really here to really bring forth steps and tips that what you can do to take control of your life. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. Like Kwesi mentioned, we're here as hypnotherapists to help you work this out. We want to keep the discussion going. So like, share, subscribe to our channel. And please leave comments, questions, or just thoughts that you have after listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much.
And don't forget to share with a friend. 